A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, this is super lame. I'm giving you one chance to teach me this. Okay, now this TikTok challenge uh, is called the Life Direct Challenge. Okay. okay? Um, and, and basically, what you do, uh, and I know it's going to be like a bit like, out there whatever but like basically what, what we're gonna do yep. um super easy okay you're just gonna like you're gonna lean forward okay. swing the arms lean like forward yep. swing the arms okay and then um and then you know you just let a tear or two out okay <laughs> wait what and then you uh renegade one way renegade the other the tears are still right. coming uh and, uh, and then you're just going to uh you know hit that nay nay Okay, yeah. and uh, you know, woe it down. Uh, the tears are now flowing right. down your face. Uh, maybe a little bit of snot coming out your nose. Sound like a child. Uh, and then you just collapse, uh, and, and you fetal position, uh, and, and you just continue to cry until. Um, I don't think this sounds. Until everything's fine. Okay, now I know this okay. isn't a thing. <laughs> it's a TikTok show. This isn't a. all it is. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the podcast. Uh, you know, get ready because this is episode two of season three, baby. Let's get hyped up. I'm just here waiting on my Uber Eats. Okay, whatever. Um, guys, I want to thank you guys for rating and reviewing the podcast uh, and subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform so that you never miss an episode. Uh, it really means a lot. And uh, you know what? To sweeten the pot. If you guys do subscribe to the to the podcast, or if you rate and review the podcast on your your favorite podcasting platform, because it's season three, and I'm still in the giving mood, you know, I'm still in a celebratory mood. If you send me a screenshot of the fact that you interact with the podcast on a podcasting platform, so you've rated it, you've reviewed it, you've subscribed or followed or whatever, and you send that to the Life's Direct Instagram account, you send that screenshot to at Life's Direct Podcast on Instagram, I will in return. Don't say I never did anything for you guys. Because this podcast isn't just about, you know, this and that. This podcast is about you. I will send you a picture of my adorable French Bulldog Boomer doing something hilarious or or silly. Maybe something, you know, like like and and that's that's the that's the the give back. You spend 30 seconds of your life Going on some podcasting platform, being like, hey, type in Life's a Wreck, five star, four, just, you know, four star, um, you know, whatever. You, you can do it whatever you want, four star. Um, and, and, you know, like, leave a little review about, like, how charming and funny I am or whatever like that. Uh, and you just send it to me at the Life's a Wreck podcast uh, account, and I will send you a picture of an adorable French bulldog. And, and you will be the only one apart from me with that picture. So that's, that's quite the trade-off. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So essentially, sorry, Uber Eats. Uh, essentially, you're pimping your dog out for viewers. No, it's like incentivizing viewership and like an interaction. Because it sounds desperate, and 
Okay. Anyway, uh, guys, this week's uh, conversation that I had um, with uh, with the guest that I had on am this I, week am I the only was one, one of the first this? times in life's wreck history that I've really felt like like out of touch and not like with the guest, but like just as a person, like I just felt out of touch with like what was going on in the world uh and the reason was because we were talking largely about tiktok uh this week's guest is an internet personality who's got over 6.5 million followers on tiktok uh and and, you know followers across a variety of platforms but we talked about tiktok a lot um and and i kept like the amount of times going through editing and i was literally like oh so tell me about this whole tiktok thing that you know this this, the algorithm and the trends and that kind of and it just like you know what happened a couple times and I think I glossed over it once or twice, like, you know, in my head, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep keep this thing rolling. But I just, I sounded so just like out of it. It was just like, oh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah I get it. I'm with the, I'm with what the kids like nowadays. Yeah, it's TikTok, you know, funny videos and stuff. Um, it was. Uh, yeah, out of touch. You don't have to repeat it, yourself. Okay. Kind of like when you talk to women. Yeah, Am I right, a, ladies? Yeah. See, there's nobody. Um, continue yeah, like i have a degree continue. in media oh he's got a degree oh, you know what i mean like i have scholar, a scholar scholar in the house in oh and, and, oh, it, and it just completely failed me essentially during this week's conversation and the reason that it failed me is because i got to sit down this week with a 19 year old internet personality with as i said 6.5 million followers on tiktok and over 351,000 followers on Instagram, not to mention, you know, 136,000 followers on YouTube, you know, whatever, you know, Trump changes, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, you know, he's also a fellow Ryerson student. Well, I'm, I'm a former Ryerson student. He is a current Ryerson student, but still a fellow Ram. Uh, and, and you know what? He's just an all-around good guy. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. Eric Strook, how you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, exhausted, but uh, doing good. Just chilling. Nice. Quarantine hasn't been too tough on you? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of bored of it at this point. I just want to yeah. get back to the gym and do normal things, but I get yeah. it. How have, you, uh, how have you been working out while you're uh, at home? What's your uh, routine look like? Well, we have like a home gym, so I just work out there or I'll just go for that runs helps. or stuff that like that. Helps. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, I've been doing like treadmill runs and those kind of things, like, uh, you know, really cranking out YouTube video workouts. So yeah, that's it's what been, a lot of people uh, are doing. It's definitely been different for sure. Mm-hmm. How'd you uh, how'd you find it as a student? Uh, you know, going into quarantine, like the last little uh, bit of school. What year are you in now? Uh, I'm going into second year. Okay, so I just, cool. I just finished like first year. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. How'd you find uh, the transition? Um, like from school to quarantine. Yeah. Um, it was kind of weird because I remember like just getting like the email saying like we're getting kicked out of res and stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm going home, yeah. and then. I found it like hard to learn, so I just got really lazy and I just yeah. like stopped going to lectures. <laughs> I, like, I I couldn't do the Zoom meetings, so I was just like, all right, I'll just read the notes and just try and do well. Yeah, yeah. I just, no, I just I, couldn't. I, I couldn't mean. be motivated. Exactly. Yeah. No, I just came to the end of my uh, my four years at Ryerson, so it. Uh... Yeah, that last like little stretch there, a couple weeks, I was like, I've basically already graduated. All I have to do is pass. C's get degrees, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just based, honestly, like at the end of it, uh, Zoom meetings weren't really weren't really happening. But it uh, it was tough, man. It kind of like missing that social aspect of school. Uh, those last couple of weeks was was big for me personally. Yeah, it's weird for me too because I'm in media production, so like yeah. a lot of our courses are like in class and labs and stuff like that, and like we have to be in groups. Mm. So like one of my whole classes got like completely changed. Because it was completely in person. Well, like it was a 
it's called multicam so like we're in like yeah, a yeah. whole like production studio there and when it goes online like you can't do any of the protocol you can't right. actually do the hands-on and learn what you need to learn so it's just like really awkward and just clunky i guess you could say it's it's tough yeah i, I just uh, finished up sport media so i uh, i completely understand and like that first year second year those classes are uh some pretty like big building blocks too. So to say that those had to go online for the last little bit, I guess you guys didn't miss like too, too much, but final projects and stuff must've been kind of a bit of a bitch not to be able to finish up. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is I passed one class because of quarantine. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's, had, it's had some ups then, eh? Yeah, for sure. Nice. Nice. So let's, uh, let's jump into, you know, speaking about media, speaking about uh, everything that's been going on right now. Uh, you have obviously amassed quite the following across a variety of platforms uh youtube tiktok instagram uh you you really kind of been doing it all so i want to know where everything started i mean it started on youtube like four years ago cliche is it is to say like you know i'm just kid making videos or whatever and then i did it for about a year straight trying to make like videos never really went anywhere and then i kind of just like took time off of social media and just focused on like instagram and just like taking photos and stuff like that yeah and then I was watching like YouTubers start to react to TikToks like back in end of 2018. Mm-hmm. That's when like I started hearing about it. So then I downloaded it because I'm like, okay, I'll make a YouTube video out of it. You know, like, I'll do something yeah, fun yeah. about it. I'm like, okay, this is actually fun. And then I just got into it and it just kind of snowballed from there. So yeah. it kind of, yeah. That, uh, what kind of videos were you making when you first started making YouTube videos? I was trying to do like vlogs and stuff like that. Like just, okay, yeah, ran- yeah. just random stuff, just trying to figure it out. And then when I started TikTok, it was very much still like musically because mm-hmm. that was just like after the transition between musically and TikTok. Right. So when I got on it, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make these like cringy content, but all the videos I would make half the time would get taken down. Really? Because the terms of service has changed from 2018 till now. Like back then it was still like musically TOS. Right. It's so, like you, you couldn't, you couldn't really swear. You couldn't mm. do anything like dark or humorous. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to do. Like I'd like pretend to like stick a fork in and, and like an outlet or something <laughs> as a joke. And it would be, they'd be like, no, like wow. video kicking down. So it's a lot different, but now you can do that. And yeah, when did that fine. transition happen? I, I mean, granted I have uh TikTok was only something I really started hearing about. And this was like literally, you know, being in at Ryerson in media, like, I don't know, I guess like it's kind of like it first popped up on my radar, like six, seven months ago kind of thing. And like by then it seemed kind of like how it is now more or less. So when did that uh, change happen? Um, the big spike in TikTok would probably be f- late summer to fall 2019. Okay. Because t- end of 2018 to like summer of 2019, it was very much still musically. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't what it is now. There wasn't like celebrities. There wasn't the Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, all this right. stuff the most followed person on the app probably had 10 million back then 15 okay. million and now there's like charlie with like close to 60 damn so things were a lot different back there even like the community like the community back then wasn't toxic hmm. like it was like you could post a video and you wouldn't get hate or there wouldn't be like kids like trying to do things for clout yeah there wasn't drama there wasn't anything it was really just people making like goofy videos for fun yeah and but then it got like mainstream media celebrities got on it it became more of a business Mm -hmm. there were agencies involved now there's all this like behind the scenes like stuff more to it than just making videos right so so now it's like there's drama there's like fights there's business there's money involved so it's like 
it's like how YouTube is now. It's yeah. like very much like centered around business and it's not so much people just making videos for fun anymore. Yeah, well, that was something I wanted to get in with you because I, I think like recently, especially, we've seen a lot of like people on TikTok um, start to talk about like the cyberbullying and start to talk about the drama and different things like that. I mean, I was going to kind of kind of save that for a little bit later, but I, if you know, if you want to talk a little bit about that now, like just being somebody who has 6.2 million people following them on TikTok, like, you know, have you had these experiences with the cyberbullying? Have you had these, uh, these negative experiences and how have they kind of affected you? I feel like I would have, I don't really have it as much now. If anything, I had it when I was like starting. Really? Because when I was starting everything, like starting trying to do YouTube, starting trying to do TikTok, it was like kids around town or in school being like, yeah like you're cringy you're doing this like this isn't gonna happen like all that stuff yeah but like now that I'm kind of like bigger the only times I actually like have to deal with stuff is like when a kid tries to make a comment for attention Mm. because the thing I found out is a lot of kids will say stuff like pretty negative stuff they'll be like oh you're ugly and then if you call them out for it they'll be like oh I'm sorry I was kidding right or if they're like or if they're like oh this video sucks or just like dumb stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. like they'll say anything for like attention mm-hmm. because they think that's how they could grow their account or whatnot and then you call them out for it and they're like oh i was kidding so that's like the it's more of an annoyance but like okay. i like i haven't really done something to like be canceled because i know there's some people who have done like stupid stuff yeah yeah, there's, there's been some people who have done some pretty stupid stuff, but then they get canceled for it, and then they have to deal with it. Like, there's a girl who, uh, I don't know if I'll say what it is, but she did something pretty, pretty dumb, and then now she has, like, her address is leaked. People are showing up to her house. They're wow. harassing her, her parents. They're, like, she hasn't posted in, like, a month. Well, I think she's wow. posting again now, but there's, like, a solid month where she just didn't post anything. That's it's kind of extreme. Like, and yeah, granted, I, I totally, you know, we've seen it. I mean, I've seen it a million times with, uh, you know, different YouTubers and that kind of stuff, or, or even people on Instagram say something and all of a sudden somebody's, you know, hacked something or whatever. But like, I, I mean, does it ever kind of, you ever feel that pressure of like, you have to watch every word, you have to be like, really cautious, I guess? Oh, yeah. Because before even like, in like, just regular stuff, like if I would go to a party, I'd make sure I wasn't like drinking at a party or doing anything because like someone takes a video of that and they post it for like attention, then it could be interpreted the wrong way or it could be like this or that. Um, You can say, you say one thing wrong, everyone comes after you. Uh, You do like, you do one thing wrong, the same thing. Like right now with like Black Lives Matter or whatever, like some TikTokers and other creators are getting tons of like backlash because they're doing like mini photo shoots at, the protests right right? so they do one thing and then everyone turns on them or they say one one thing that's like could be interpreted the wrong way yeah and then everyone hates them so like yeah like we have to be careful what we say to be careful what we do because there's so many people that are like watching us yeah everyday life that's that i mean that's kind of crazy to think about the fact that you have like that many eyeballs essentially kind of scrutinizing like what you're doing yeah i mean the worst part of it is like the worst part about everything, like it's a blessing and a curse. Like mm-hmm. I'm extremely thankful for it and I wouldn't trade it for anything because I love doing it. But the biggest thing it affects is like, like real life social life and like relationships, mm-hmm. which is like, it's social media. So you think it would be like the opposite, but like it actually like really affects like people's relationships and friendships Absolutely. and stuff like that. Yeah. 
when did that, when do you think you kind of started to see that in your own personal life? Like at what point of growing your channels, did you start to see that like that was going to be maybe one of the downs of everything that was going on? Um, I think as soon as I started like growing pretty quickly, I started to realize it because, mm-hmm. and I was guilty. Like, I feel like everyone who like grows on social media goes through different phases. And I think I've, I've already been through the phase, but there was a phase I'm not really proud of, but like, there'd be a phase where I would prioritize making videos over like spending time with friends or right. spending time with like my girlfriend at the time, you know, mm. I'd be like, no, like I have to work or I have to do this. So I wouldn't yeah. like, I wouldn't like appreciate little things. And I feel like everyone's kind of guilty of that to an extent. But then like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that was probably like the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. But like now I'm like, I've kind of gotten like used to it. Right. But the biggest thing that I noticed, like, not only with me, but other people I try and help other people with is like a lot of people who start out, they're always like, Oh, like this won't change me. This won't do this. This won't do that. And I'm like, yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're going to get a little bit of attention and you're going to do things for the clout. You know, yeah. it's like, everyone's been there at some point. Everyone's gone through it. It's like, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, man. When I hit, uh, when I hit 50 followers on TikTok, it really started to go to my head too. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. And that's something that like, I think so few people really have to go through that. Like, I mean, somebody who would be, you know, in my shoes, who sees all this content that's being put out, wouldn't really kind of think about the what's going on behind the scenes in this person's personal life to try to like make this possible. That, you know, I can't imagine that that was uh, crazy easy at the time. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing too, that I realized is a lot of people, it's not their fault they just they just don't they don't really see the behind the scenes because like yeah. i'm friends with like a lot of other creators so like i'm pretty like familiar like with what people go through and what's going on behind the scenes for sure but like even people who like let's just say it's like charlie as an example right like um like nobody really knows what goes on behind the scenes with her like nobody understands like the business and the pressure of like real life things that goes on and then like there's a lot of stuff and like a lot of people like behind the scenes are like they get frustrated and like especially like when people comment stuff they think it doesn't like they think creators don't read the comments but like we see a lot of it mm-hmm. like we might not see like every single like one but like if we're tagged in something we're probably gonna watch it or if we're going through our comments if something sticks out to us and we're gonna read them mm-hmm. you know like we don't just post a video put our phone down and like we're done we're like, we yeah. want to see, we want, yeah, we want to see what people are saying so like the stuff gets to us and a lot of people don't really realize that Mm -hmm. What I think is so interesting about TikTok specifically um, is the fact that like so many creators on the app seem to be pretty young, Um, which, you know, if you think about a lot of like, like Instagram, for instance, like a lot of people pop off on Instagram, if they're like maybe Instagram models or some form of an influencer, uh, and that might be like late teens, 20s, you know, sometimes even 30s. But, you know, using Charlie as an example, like a 15 year old with 60 million followers, that's just so absurd to kind of think about like you know to think about if you were 15 16 17 i mean in your case uh, i'm guessing 19 18 19 yeah i just turned 19 happy birthday thank you um you know being 19 years old and having this massive following like i don't know what i would have done at night and granted that that's only two years ago so not a crazy you know stretch but at 19 like you're still changing and like growing up like to have that kind of responsibility is very unique to, to TikTok and kind of crazy. And I think that's why a lot of, you see a lot of drama and a lot of things coming out of TikTok because you're, you're right. Like the demo, I would say for most people that are big on the app is between 15 and 
21, I'd say. Like, 21's, pu- 21's pushing it. So, it's, like, six-year range. Mm. And, like, everyone's still young. So, a lot of people will do stuff that they think is okay, but it's not. Or it's just, like, a lot of people being being really naive. Mm-hmm. For example, like, some other TikTokers just got arrested for, like, doing stupid stuff. I, like I actually like, saw that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or they're, like, they have, like, people have, like, flash themselves on live streams like just like just stuff that like yeah is funny in like a small environment like that like a group of friends is funny but like when you put it when like thousands of people are looking at you it's obviously wrong Mm -hmm. and like i said like especially with like the drama of relationships it's like because you're right everyone's young we're still like we're not mature we're not we're not adults by any means and like you give kids like this money and like fame and attention it's like you don't know what they're gonna do with it yeah <laughs> it's like it's like if you get like you're you give a five-year-old like a million dollars in like a toy <laughs> store like you, you don't know what the kid's gonna do yeah it's just and it's I, you know crazy. i can imagine that that really like literally growing up like that's such a massive it's such an important time because it literally is like the building blocks for like what the the rest of your life's gonna be like right Mm-hmm. And like you said, like it affects your relationships. It affects these different things. And so to deal with, it, with deal with that at such a young age is, I keep saying crazy, but like it's just so, yeah, it's so so absurd. Yeah, it's like, it's 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 just hard to think about too, because like, mm-hmm. it's just like it's a really unique scenario. Absolutely. Where it's like you're kind of in it alone if you really think about it, because mm-hmm. like, like a lot of people don't, a lot of other people don't really like experience it and it's like so when something happens or like you're thinking of something like you just kind of have to like figure it out yourself which kind of mm-hmm. sucks but yeah it is what it is yeah well I mean speaking of kind of like having to go through things alone like what have you found is your support system when you kind of are going through the ups and downs um so I I talk to my parents a lot about things they're pretty like supportive with everything like they know a lot that goes on mm-hmm. um but then I have like a pretty I have a pretty like core group of friends that I've met on the app. So that okay. I think I, I'd say about there's like about three or four of us, that, like the people that I'm like really, really close with. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I just met them now. Like I've, I've met them from like really early on and I've kind of like talked with them for the past like two years now. So we've actually become pretty close and it's like, we'll like, we'll talk about our own personal things to each other. And it's a lot more like, of a friendship than just I guess other people like other big people it's not just right. uh like a collaboration thing it's actual friendship but then there's the issue where there are people on the app that are fake and like you think they're your friend and then they're not so I've definitely run into that too mm-hmm. but certainly not as much as like finding good people because the majority of the time like the people you meet are actually good and they're genuine and like Mm. i'm lucky enough to have found like a good group of people that like i'm friends with and that if i need help with something like they understand because they're in the same boat right but yeah there are those people that are fake (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well that's you know like you said like that kind of walks hand in hand with the the you know privilege of having you know all of this uh attention also comes the the people who are looking for that attention for their own kind of uh their self yeah that's true and i think i mean for me personally like the only time that stuff like really bothers bothers me is like if like when i'm done filming for a day or like i don't want to be like doing social media it's like that's the time like i just i want nothing to do with it like i just want to be like chill in real life and like 
like if I go to a party with my friends or something, and then like people come up to me like, yo, like uh, put me in your video or do this with me or shout me out or all this stuff. It's like, it's just like an instant, like I don't really want to talk to you. Yeah. Cause like even like online, if I'm just trying to like have a conversation with someone, they're like, oh, you're big on TikTok. It's like, I just want to be your friend. Like I, yeah. I just, I, it's like, I literally just want to be your friend. I want to just talk to you normally. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about like social media. It's like, I try and like, have real life and social media like apart from each other as much as possible especially like I've learned that now for like relationship stuff too I try and like not have a social media relationship I don't try and post it consistently I just try and like like here and there I will but like Mm. not to the extent of what I did in the past and I kind of learned from that yeah where you know speaking of that balance like where where do you I guess, how did you kind of set up that balance, essentially? Like, do you kind of follow? I was speaking with um, another, uh, I was doing an interview last night with a uh, Atlanta-based uh, artist named Cam the Artisan. And uh, he was talking about um, kind of like some social media pressures and stuff. And he was saying that he will do 15-minute increments where he's like on social media for 15 minutes. He's done, like, have you set like a work day? Or, or how have you found balance in your life between real life and the social media? Um... I don't, I've, I usually just do how I'm feeling. Like nice. there's, if, if there's a day where like, I'm really not, if I've had like a bad day, like with real life stuff, it's like, I'm not going to force myself to go on film. Yeah. Um, usually at nighttime past like 10 o'clock, it's like, I'm done. Like I mm-hmm. won't, I, I don't, I'll go on like Snapchat to talk to my friends, but like, yeah, I won't be like posting or editing or filming. And that's like when I chill out and like when I first wake up in the morning, like usually like the afternoon, like probably between like 11 and 5 or 11 and 7 is like when I'm like filming or stuff like that but okay. other than that I try and like not be on my phone as much as possible yeah and it's like like a lot of people they're like I've talked to they're like yeah I'm on TikTok for like three four hours a day I'm like what and like even I've talked I've been interviewed by like a news outlet they're like yeah like we were on TikTok all the time like you must be on it too I'm like I scroll for like 15 minutes and yeah. then the only other time I'm on it is like to post like I don't want to be on TikTok all day yeah yeah well I mean it's like the same thing you know the only comparison I can kind of draw is like um being in sport media like when I first started uh started the program it was like you know sports were like my life I was like oh like I want to you know watch you know sports 24 7 I want to watch the game at night watch the highlights in the morning and I want to be immersed in it 24 7 and then after a few years you're kind of like okay, like, I really, like, I, I don't even want somebody to mention sports to me for the weekend, because, like, it, it is almost becomes work, and, and, you know, everyone's always talking about, you got to have your work life and your personal life, but when so many people's personal life is social media, like, I can, uh, you know, I can imagine that that distancing is tougher sometimes, for sure, especially in the age we're living in. Yeah, it's a really weird, I guess, it's a really weird position that you're in, because it's, like, you like what you do is kind of what people want to see right you know, it's it's like if i'm like going somewhere with my friends to go like cliff jumping it's like people would want to see that on like a story yeah and then it's like okay well do i post this or do I not post it so it's like right. you're right and it's like a really weird scenario it's not like it's not like you're like okay i'm going to work today whatever done like it's it's like it's kind of like some like it's kind of like the same thing as your real life because it is your life it's like people yeah. are seeing you and it's it is weird yeah yeah no I mean like as I said I kept saying crazy but like it it is so hard to describe you know the actual emotions and the feeling behind it I can't you know I I can't imagine you know what that would be like is there anything that you do like 
that you really love to do when you're away from social media, when you're away from the camera, that is like that, that one thing that just calms you right down kind of is your, your happy place per se. Um, usually like sports are working out. Good stuff. Like whenever, like in high school, I do like track and football and stuff like that. Nice. It's like, I was like, even like before social media, it's like whenever I'd have like a bad day or something, it's like, I just go to the gym. Like just yeah. being able to do that stuff just gets my mind off things. Or it's like, if I go hang out with friends or just being outside, just like anything like that's not me just sitting there. Yeah. Usually does the trick for me. What position are you playing football? Uh, I was safety. Nice. I was a cornerback. Yeah, I was safety for the last two years, and then through 10, I was a running back, and then I just transitioned nice. to defense. Yeah, no, football was always a football was always a great stress reliever, for sure, back when I was in uh, high school as well, so. Definitely got my mind off things. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, the working out aspect is, is definitely huge. Would you, would you say that, like, working out, like, that's, is that, would you say the biggest thing that you do for, for your mental health between school, between work, between everything? Honestly, the biggest, I mean, I guess that's the most frequent, but like the yeah. one thing, the one thing that I do that's like would absolutely like get me out of a place is like travel. Mm. Like literally there'd be times during the school year where it's like, I just wouldn't be happy at all. Or I'd be like stressed with work and I would like go on a trip yeah. to like, even if it was like, kind of like a businessy trip to like LA and stuff for like meetings just like just not just going somewhere new for me would just like I'd be so like just relieved nice so where's your, where's your favorite place to travel um I think the favorite place that I've ever been would be Hawaii nice just because I like I like LA too but like for different reasons but I feel like Hawaii just because like you're it's just so nice there yeah. mm-hmm yeah, I'm mean, well, paradise. Just, how could you not be how could you not be relaxed? Yeah, it's like I just kind of like exploring and like going on hikes and stuff like that, especially when I was there, like just seeing like waterfalls, like just like that stuff for me, it's like where I want to be at. And like the even like, thing, eh? even with my content and stuff, like as soon as COVID's done, I want to start getting more into like travel kind of content. Because that's for just sure. what I like doing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, especially if like if you can travel for you know, a very reduced cost because, you know, you can partner with whoever, whatever, you know, that kind of situation. Like, well, why, why not see the world? You've got a incredible opportunity. Like that would be the best. Yeah. And like, especially like the position I'm in now and like, like the agency I'm assigned to and stuff like that. Like I have the resources and to like contact these companies and like pitch them like an idea. Being like, right. Hey, cause like even before COVID me and my buddy had an idea where it's like, all right, we're going to travel to a bunch of different countries and collab with a bunch of different TikTokers and make YouTube and TikTok videos out of it and just mention the company. And That's cool. Do kind of like a world tour kind of thing? World tour Yeah, concert. like that was the plan. So like yeah. we go like the UK, like Germany, Spain, like, all, like go through Europe and then go to like Asia and stuff like that and come back to the US and just like just travel and meet like a bunch of different creators and just collab with them. Yeah, it sounds like you like to, you really like to interact with other people I guess collaborate yeah and I think that's like the most exciting thing for me is like because before social media and before like even going to university it's like I grew up I'm in Sudbury so it's like small town mm-hmm. and it's like you're kind of like in a bubble but then like Absolutely. as I, as I would travel and meet more people it's like I just realized like how big the world is like some of my closest friends are in like Florida or like Connecticut or LA and then like I have friends in like Aruba and it's like before social media, it's like I would have never thought about it. Like, uh, there was one time I went to Nashville for like an event, mm-hmm. 
and I'd been talking to one of my friends, but that was the first time I met him okay. in Nashville. So I met him in Nashville and he's like, yo, I'm going to Aruba next week for like, to make videos with these guys. Like, do you, do you, like would you want to come? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll let them know. So then I come back home to Canada and I get a DM from them. They're like, uh, yo, do you want to come to Aruba to help to film with all of us? And they're like, uh, it's this date to this date. I'm like, that's in three days. They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I booked the trip. Wow. And like, I don't know. It's kind of doing everything your parents tell you not to do. Right. It's like I've, <laughs> I've never met these guys before and I'm going to Aruba and all this stuff. And it's like, so I flew like Toronto to Miami and then Miami to Aruba. I'm on the plane. I'm just like, I've never met these guys before. Yeah. What was that? What was that feeling like? To, like when you were on the plane and you were heading there? Um, it was just like, it was just weird. It was just, it was just this weird feeling. It's like, I was just kind of like thinking back. It's like, okay, I'm going to a completely different country to meet people I've never met before. What could possibly go wrong? And then like when I got there, like it turned out to be like one of the best trips I've ever had. Because That's awesome, man. Like the guys that were there were great. And then uh, they like, they paid for our Airbnb. Um, then they showed us around the island. They show us like where they grew up. They show us, showed us like all the, like the local things that were like, mm-hmm. touristy. They brought us up for like dinner. Like they're just like, it was just like such a good experience. And I'm like, I was just like so happy I did it. And then my friend Austin was there with me. And when I met like, like actually met in person in Nashville, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. It was fun for sure. Very cool, man. How, what do your, uh, what do your parents think? Uh, you know, talking about it's the opposite of what your parents kind of teach you as a kid. Like what do your parents think of what you do? Um, at first it was like cliche, like, oh, you're doing that. Okay, cool. And they'd right. always be like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. And I've always been that like kind of stubborn mindset where it's like, okay, I'll show you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's, it's like always been that mindset for me. So then like I started to do it and they're like, okay, well, I see you're starting to, but like, where's the money? And then I started making money from it. They're like, okay, and you're making money now. And now they, they're kind of like into it. They're like, okay, yeah. you, you're actually doing it now. Yeah, so I've seen, I've seen your TikTok content that you've done with your mom and stuff. So it seems like they're much more uh, on board. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more on board. Like back when I started, it was like, it was, I don't know. I guess I was kind of like shy about it too, even at home. Like I would like wait for my parents who were like upstairs. I would close all the doors. Yeah, yeah. Film my videos. But now it's like, it's just normal. Yeah. Now, what was the, uh, you know, do you, when you were blowing up, like did you follow kind of a, a specific, kind of trying to cater to the algorithm or was there specific content that you wanted to make that you started to push out? Like what, uh, you know, what was the, the mindset behind that? Um, it was kind of a mix of both. Like I, I would, I post like a ton. I post like 12 times a day and it would just be like, Jeez. it would just be figuring out what works. Yeah. And then once I kind of started figuring out what was working for me, I would just keep doing that kind of content. Mm-hmm. But the thing with TikTok is the algorithm changes every one to two weeks. Really? So I could, I could do like, for example, the videos I did with my mom where it was like, I'd write a word and whatever. Mm-hmm. I could do that one week, but then I'll do that again the next week. And it'll flop just because the algorithm changes because they always want new content. They don't want people like if people are making the same stuff all the time, it's like nobody's going to watch the app. Right. True. So it it makes sense. But so like I'll, I could do, I'm always having to figure something else, like something new. So I'm always like being creatively challenged to like Mm -hmm. figure out a new thing to do or figure out ways to make an uh, already old idea look better or newer. Yeah, yeah. Have you always been uh, the creative type? Like when you were a kid, it was this kind of always the direction you wanted to go in some form. 
No, it's it's kind of weird. Like growing up, it's like I was never like into art, or I was never into that. Really? Like even in grade nine, it's like I basically I almost failed art. <laughs> like I just I just it was I was never artistic. I was always, That's not I was, easy to do. Yeah, I was like I was always in sports, and I like I never really cared about arts or stuff. I then going into grade ten, I started like watching a lot of youtube and getting into like cameras and stuff like that and then i got my first camera i'm like you know what i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and then i just slowly got really really involved with it and then like when people would like party in high school like grade 11 like 10 11 12 or whatever it's like i'd literally be at home on a friday night or saturday night watching tutorials how on like how premiere pro works or yeah. how after effects works or just stuff like that and it's like I mean, obviously, like, there people, like, people party and, like, you know, they can do, it, like, social media, too. But, like, just yeah, the way yeah. I was, it was just, like, religiously, I was just, like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Or mm-hmm. if this is something I want to do. And, like, literally all of high school, I went to, like, three parties. Wow. Just because just because I just, I would stay home and try and figure out how to make my my videos better or how to do things or just learn how to do, do it. You, do you regret that at all? No. Nice. Like, I don't regret it. Like, obviously, I'd be like, okay, maybe I should have gone out, like, a bit more to be social. Because right. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't that social in high school. That's the thing. Like, I never really had a solid friends group mm-hmm. because I, n- I never went out. Mm-hmm. So, like, besides my sports friends, it's, like, I would just – that like, those were my only real friends in high school. Right. And the people I knew from, like, previous years and just – yeah, just all sports friends. So, I wouldn't be, like, in the party scene. I wouldn't be into that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I just stay home, learn, make videos. Cool, man. No, honestly, I love that answer because I think a lot of people, from what I've seen just in my own personal life, like, you know, when they do devote a ton of time to something, even if it's something that they love and they're super passionate about, especially when they're younger, like, you know, those times that you could have went out, but maybe stayed in, like some people do have those regrets. So it's like, it's refreshing to hear that you don't regret it and that you're kind of still following that path and it's, it's, you're doing great work in it. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, right, it's like, if I regret it, it's like, if I changed something in the past, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, right? Right. So, it's like, good life if I went back yoga. and I tried to do something, yeah. yeah, so like, even if I make a mistake in life at all, it's like, if someone's like, do you regret it? I'm like, not really, because if I did something different, I wouldn't have learned from it. Nice. I, I think I, that's, I think I, I probably has to be the mentality you have to have if you're going to be in your line of work, eh? Yeah, and it's, it's been, it's always been kind of weird, because it's like, I always had like, it's so cliche to say, but I always kind of had a feeling like, or just like stubborn determination that I'd make it work in some way. And the way it happened was weird because I always thought it'd be like, okay, I'm going to just grow from YouTube. And then mm. it was something completely different that I never even considered. And it was right. just like, I literally picked something up. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it was, just, it was right timing too. Cause when I joined, it was like, it wasn't even popular yet. Mm-hmm. And like I started growing on it, and then I am where I am now because I just I just joined at the right time because now everybody wants to be on it. Right. Every person you talk, everybody you talk to now has TikTok. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows of it, and everyone basically wants to grow on it. Everyone wants to be right. big on it. But then, like when I joined, it was like everyone would be like, "That's like musically." It's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, mm-hmm. "What is TikTok?" And nobody yeah. even knew what it was back then. So like, it's just it's it's been crazy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Did you, uh, did you ever have kind of like when you were putting this out and especially when you first started out, cause I know a lot of, a lot of kids who I'm sure, you know, watch your content, love your content. 
like you know when they start making videos uh, i'm sure they've got friends who are saying the same kind of like dude that's cringy or like what are you doing like did you have like self-doubt or was it complete like you you believe that you were like you kind of said like you believe that it was gonna work out some way yeah i've always just kind of been stubborn i mean there's obviously there's always been like it'd be stupid to say like i've never had self-doubt like there's obviously yeah. there's obviously been times oh, you're human. during during like lows where it's like okay what if this falls through or like yeah. okay what if this doesn't work but i've always just kind of had this like stubborn attitude it's like okay you don't believe in me i'm just going to show you that i'm going to do it like just, cool. i've just always kind of had that mindset with it yeah do you think that was do you think that was partially sports i yeah 100 yeah. percent. i feel i feel like I've, I've got like this like competitive mindset from sports as well as like even just like in goal setting it's like because like right now it's like numbers really like don't like i guess follower count doesn't matter as much as like view count mm -hmm. but it's like for me personally it's like okay i want to hit like seven million in like the next month like that's right. just, it's just like a goal i set for myself and like it just like helps get me there yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think like the whole competitiveness from sports is like why i'm like this <laughs> that's great man no man sports are sports are huge trust me it was a huge uh huge part of my life my mental health you know journey and that kind of stuff which launched the podcast a lot of it was uh, a lot of it was sports so it's uh yeah it's cool it's cool to hear that that was a uh, big part for you too like i had uh, talked about at the beginning um i like to end every episode with uh my guests putting out a challenge to the listeners uh something that uh, can kind of help them whether it's just in their day-to-day -day life or something they can adopt into their own lives and take forward with them. Is there anything that you do in your own life you think more people, if they adopted it, it might help them out a little bit? Just trying new things. Like, mm -hmm. if so, like there's always been times where like, oh, there's been times where it's like, oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like if someone invites me out to go somewhere, let's say, it's like, should I go? Should I not go? It's like, I've kind of like forced myself to just start like saying like yes more and just like doing things even if I like I'm kind of uncomfortable with it just because like right. I've really started to learn like doing things that like make me uncomfortable it's like when I actually do it or like it just makes me a lot happier it's like mm -hmm. a lot more fulfilling and fun it's like just like challenging yourself and not being like afraid to fail or stuff like that and like if you do mess up in life it's like just say like yeah it happened and I don't regret it because like I learned from it yeah. you know but like obviously like don't keep doing the same mistakes over and right. over <laughs> yeah. but like actually learn from it if you make a mistake or you fall down you know mm -hmm. or it's like like things there's always going to be ups and downs yeah because like especially for me it's like there's going to be there's times for me where it's like my, my videos would do bad for like five days in a row but like it always goes back up so like yeah it's always like kind of like believing in yourself i guess right that's awesome, man. I love that. That's uh, that's a great challenge. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and uh, and doing this, man. This has been uh, great. Yeah, thank you. Guys, massive shout out to Eric for coming on the podcast today, sharing some of his experiences. Um, you know, what he talked about was really such a testament to the fact that, you know, regardless of who you are, if you've got like a million followers or if you're, you know, just kind of kind of doing your thing, um, the small things can get to you and that that's okay. But you have to have that belief in yourself because sometimes you might be the only one who's kind of there for yourself. You got to understand that you're, you know, capable of doing something and, uh, and you know, why not try to chase a goal kind of thing you know why not get outside your comfort zone and really chase a dream um you know what eric's done is really a, a massive showcase of that and i think that that's you know so great and also the fact that you got to appreciate the people in your life 
you know what I mean? You got to appreciate, you know, the, the people who are going to champion you on the support systems, the friends, uh, because sometimes they can be few and far in between and you really need to appreciate the right people when they're in your life. Like me. And like, like our dynamic, you know, like well, besties. Yeah, I'd say more like blood work, brothers, you know, work acquaintances. Business partners? That's hurtful. Okay. That's hurtful. Uh, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Like, so reckon. So is this guy. Do something, you know, take God, what Eric me. said into consideration. Do something that's new, even if it uh, makes you uncomfortable. And I'll talk to you guys next Friday. Because as I'm sitting here and the music's playing out, it's pretty vibey, I'm not going to lie. All I can think is that life's a wreck. It's a wreck. Ah, I thought I was going to say it first. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.